He took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most linguists would contend that Sanskrit is the oldest known language in the world and offers a frame for Indo-European languages. So today I'd like to take you out of your comfort zone and teach you a classical word in the ancient Sanskritic language. The word is darshana. Darshana, or darshan. In ordinary usage, darshana means getting a glimpse. It's also related to the six philosophical schools of Hinduism, and Buddhism also uses that term. Yet there is a deeper meaning for all of us in our Western context. For instance, poet Gary Snyder understands darshana to be a gift. It's like a moment in which something is ready to let you see it. Like when the clouds blow away and you get a view of beautiful reality that is illuminated by the sun. It's as if that reality is letting you have a gradual, inch-by-inch view of itself. Now, it doesn't show itself to you right away. It's not even necessary that you know its name. It's more important to be aware of that reality, of the reality of that thing. For experiencing that reality becomes a source of inspiration. Our gospel today is about such a darshana. Two disciples were talking about all that had happened to Jesus. Deep in thought, they were unable to recognize the stranger that began to accompany them. The stranger in their minds begins asking questions that the stranger should have known, and yet he asked them. And so they began to recount the persecution, condemnation, crucifixion, and the empty tomb. Now the stranger challenges their ignorance of prophecy and offers the fact that the Messiah would be resurrected. This strange interlooper also took them throughout scripture and prophecy, cracking, cracking open the possibility and reality of resurrection. Now you see the darshana is slowly happening. So captured by this discourse, they invite the stranger to stay and break bread and act the fraction the breaking of the bread, 
Their eyes were opened. They fully experienced darshana. They received the gift that Snyder wrote about. It's unlike a fleeting or a momentary sight that other religions refer to. For their darshana lasted for quite some time. And with their eyes open, they were able to recognize that the person who journeyed with them was indeed the resurrected Christ. And so they offer their testimony. Were not our hearts also burning? Gregory the Great in the 6th century wrote in a sermon, you've just heard it. Two disciples were walking on the road and they have yet to believe in the prophecies which they should have known. In the midst of their disbelief, the Lord appeared without showing himself in a form that they would readily understand. But slowly, they began to see. They began to see not with their physical eyes, but with the spiritual eyes that God had opened for them. That yes, indeed, the Lord is present in the midst of their confusion and uncertainty. Darshana, like the one in Emmaus, in that journey, is one of doubt and love. It's a perpetual wrestling or a struggle that eventually leaves one transformed and open to a deeper reliance on God. Recently, I read the testimony of a missionary named Randall Geiger. He and his wife, Linda, left the United States to begin a Christian community in the Aboriginal um, dominated section of Australia. They left with much anticipation and excitement. Yet a few months into their tenure, they received news that their 22-year-old son back in the United States had been diagnosed with an aggressive form of lymphoma. And so this little community graciously raised money and organized uh, a trip for Randall and Linda to get back to be with their son. And all throughout their flight, like water gushing down the Niagara Falls, their eyes were flooded with tears. Why God? Why God? How is this happening? I think we've all had moments like that. A few weeks later, they were overjoyed as their son Matt seemed to be responding to chemotherapy. A month after that, Matt married his fiancée. A few months later, Randall and Linda, seeing that Matt was doing so well, left for Australia. Yet two weeks after setting foot in Australia, they received some devastating news that the cancer was back. And so, in Randall's words, we left Sydney once more, this time with the unspoken certainty 
that we are saying goodbye to our son. I continue with their words. It is unnatural to see your child die right in front of you. There is something inside you that simply says, this should not be. But being in that room where he left us and hearing him speak of things he was seeing and feeling, things of heaven and eternity, changed us forever. For Matt saw things we could not see or fully comprehend. But for a few hours, for a few fleeting moments with Matt, we glimpsed through him the other side of that door that we will all go through one day. That glimpse to the other side of the door, the experience of the risen Christ in the brokenness of bread amidst confusion, uncertainty, and death, my friends, is darshana. It is the opening of not only our physical eyes, but a giving of our heart to a greater vision of God's presence, even in the midst of the valleys of shadow and death, in the midst of confusing and painful times. So, beloved, I ask you a few questions today. What do you need to see what is the darshana that needs to be revealed to you? Which door or curtain needs to be pulled open? Will you allow God to reveal God's self as you come forward today to receive that very meal that was shared on the road to Emmaus? Now I leave you today with a passage from Come Away, My Beloved, by Francis J. Roberts. As you come to the table, to the bread that is broken, bring your sorrow and watch for the sunrise of resurrection. Hope is reborn and life finds new beginning. Wait for it as tulip bulbs anticipate the spring, for God is there to save from despair, from sorrow, from disappointment, from regret, from remorse, from self-castigation, and from the hot blinding tears of rebellion against fateful circumstances. God can save you from yourself. And God loves you when you find it hard to love yourself. Let God's peace flow in your life like a river, carrying away all the poison of painful memories and bring you, my dearly beloved in Christ, to a fresh, clear stream of pure life that will restore your thoughts in God. Amen.